Hi, I'm Ed Wright, and welcome to Studio 37, where you get the latest topics and news in entertainment, music, and much more. Studio 37 is brought to you by WED Radio. Go to WEDRadio.net for the latest videos and your favorite R&B love songs. WED Radio, number one in R&B. Megan Thee Stallion fires back at critics doubting her Tory Lanez shooting story. Megan Thee Stallion pulled a tweet and delete on Monday, April 25th, just hours after her interview with Gayle King on the CBS Morning Show. During the conversation with Gayle King, Megan opened up about the Tory Lanez shooting incident that took place in July of 2020. But some people on Twitter had a problem with her being able to discuss the case publicly while Lanez is prohibited from speaking on it. When someone tweeted, crazy how Mia gets to speak on whomever platform or song about the situation, but Tory, but he goes to jail being it's still an open investigation. Megan posed a logical question in response. Her tweet said, so a man can shoot me, chop up a horse leg in music videos to taunt me paid blogs to spread false information from what's happening in court, record studio albums, and make diss tracks. But when I talk to Gail King, that's the last straw. Megan the Stallion didn't let the tweet stay up for long and soon deleted it. Megan identified Lanes as the shooter just days after a night out with Kylie Jenner and her former best friend Kelsey Nicole. As she spoke to Gail King on the CBS Morning Show, she revisited that evening and went into detail about what exactly happened. She said it all started with a fight over Megan wanting to leave the party. Megan says to Gail King that her one regret was lying to the police rather than telling them the truth about Tory Lane shooting her. She said she'd stepped on glass out of fear for their lives. The George Floyd police killing was still fresh and she was worried about the police would use excessive force. And they say to you, what happened here? I don't remember everything they said to me, but I remember them asking me what's happening, what, what happened to you. And I didn't want them to kill any of us mm -hmm. or shoot any of us. Mm -hmm. So I just said, I stepped on glass mm -hmm. because I didn't Why did want... you say that? Why didn't you say you shot me? I didn't, for some reason, I was just trying to protect all of us because I didn't want them to kill us. Like, even though this person just did, just did this to me, mm -hmm. my first reaction still was to try to save us. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't want to see anybody die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I just said, I stepped on glass. Tory Lane and Megan Thee Stallion are expected to be back in court in Los Angeles on August the 17th. Jill Scott speaks out after fans really compares her to Lizzo. The singer and actress responded to a viral tweet that attempted to compare her appearance to Lizzo. The tweet suggested that Scott was a classier plus-size woman and that Lizzo was the complete opposite. Your size isn't the reason men won't date you, it's the level of class you have. For instance, let's compare Jill Scott to Lizzo. Men which one would you date? The Twitter user posted a side-by-side -side picture of both artists. In the photo, Jill wore a cocktail dress and Lizzo sported leggings that exposed her derriere. 
Jill Scott responded to the tweets by posting a Kevin Hart GIF with the text that read, Stop that. Not surprisingly, the tweet caused controversy on social media. Many fans chimed in, mostly siding with Jill Scott. One Twitter user wrote, I know Jill Scott and Lizzo are tired of y'all using them for your false equivalency plus size arguments. Both ladies are amazing, talented, and beautiful. The original post was made by pro-black conservative YouTuber named Therese Lane. The former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin has asked the state courts of appeal to overturn his conviction for the 2020 murder of George Floyd. In an 82-page filing, it lists more than a dozen aspects of the case and trial that Chauvin's attorney argued tainted the proceedings and rendered them structurally defective, including extensive pretrial publicity and protests outside the courtroom, as well as the city's announcements during the jury selection that it would pay $27 million settlement to Floyd's family. The appeal also accused prosecutors of misconduct, alleging the state's attorneys failed to properly disclose discovery information and adequately prepared prosecution witnesses. Chauvin's appeal filing argues that his conviction should be overturned or the court should order a new trial in a different venue, saying that the court proceedings were so pervaded by errors, conducts, and prejudice that they were structurally defective. The filing also argues Chauvin was not given his constitutional rights to due process and a fair trial. If the conviction is upheld, the appeal filing says that the court should reduce Chauvin's sentence to be within the state's sentencing guidelines. The former officer was sentenced to 22 and a half years in prison, which exceeded Minnesota's sentencing guidelines range of 10 years and eight months to 15 years. At the time of sentencing, the judge wrote a memorandum that the case warranted a harsher sentence because Chauvin abused his position of trust and authority and treated Floyd without respect and denied him the dignity owed to all human beings. Dr. Fauci says that the U.S. is out of the COVID-19 pandemic phase, and that is largely because that we don't have 900,000 new infections a day, tens and tens and tens of thousands of hospitalizations and thousands of deaths. We are at a low level right now, Fauci says. COVID-19 cases in the U.S. have tumbled dramatically over the past couple of months, as the Omicron wave receded. The coronavirus will not be going away entirely. COVID-19 has killed nearly 1 million people in the United States, which is by far the most deaths reported by any country. It has taken a particularly brutal toll on black people and other people of color, as well as on poorer communities without easy access to healthcare. While the United States is currently in a period of comparative calm, the coronavirus is raising alarms in other parts of the world. Dr. Fauci says that pandemic means a widespread throughout the world infection that spreads rapidly among people. So if you look at the global situation, there's no doubt this pandemic is still ongoing. But right now, we are not in the pandemic stage 
in this country. Thank you for tuning in to Studio 37 and be sure to subscribe and follow us on YouTube and our podcast that can be found on Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio and Spotify so that each time I post the latest news and entertainment, you will be notified. I'm looking forward to next time right here on Studio 37.